0: and welcome to episode 809 don't forget to hit that subscribe button hooligans. it is hilarious how the police react when it has to deal with motorcycle clubs and national runs you're gonna see a video here about the hell's angels canada run these cops were checking every single one of these members and it was even funnier that the townspeople were like pulling up lawn chairs and loving the site you even had one that said hey this is awesome this is the safest place to be and they're correct it is the safest place to be when there is a club in town beautiful stuff also we have some whiners in the defense attorney coming out of that unbelievable oh, verdict in that truck driver. And he ain't a semi driver, by the way, who killed seven uh, members of the Jarheads Motorcycle Club. But we also have his convictions that he's had that I'm guessing the jury didn't get to hear. Because we got a bunch of haters out there saying, What are you guys all upset about? The bikers were drunk. They shouldn't have been on the motorcycle. Yeah, we got his charges. We got what he said. The whole nine yards. Before we begin, an 06 lowrider behind me. Oh, she's a beauty, isn't she? Uh, it's a 2006, belongs to the Sarah Witkowski. Man, I love these lowriders, especially the older one. Tells <laughs> me. It is a twin cam. And I believe it's the first year that the six-speed came uh, about on this one. Love the paint job. It's a beauty, man. It's kind of actually better than my old 15 or my 15 here. It looks better, paint, uh, better paint scheme in the whole nine yards. So, rock on, Sarah. Anyway, we're going to get into some news. Don't forget, second half of the show, you can talk to me over on Discord while I'm doing the show. Only a couple more days, then we'll be back to normal with China Doll, the whole crew in the morning. Uh, So let's get to it right here. Uh, Let's see. What do we got? Sad state of affairs right now. This out of the post and courier. Paramedic biker killed when car runs into the wreck scene. We've all seen these type of accidents on the internet. This one was pretty bad, I guess. Authorities say paramedic and motorcyclists have died after a car drove into a group of emergency responders at the scene of a wreck on a South Carolina highway. Bad state of affairs. Uh four people in all were struck at as the car crossed into the crash scene in Florence from the other lanes of traffic, including a state trooper, and a Florence police officer. The first responders were helping after two motorcyclists were severely injured in a crash on State Highway 51. The officers and paramedics had little time to respond as the car came toward them. Well, the city police officer pushed the trooper out of the way, say, rock on, you know, everybody says, well, you don't like, I don't want to see cops hurt or killed either. Okay, I'm not an animal. The police officer appeared to suffer a broken ankle and the trooper suffered a head injury. But both are respect uh, expected to co- recover. Well, that's good right there. That's good. The driver who hit the people was taken to the hospital. Investigators investigator says she appeared to be elderly the sheriff did not release her name or condition. Now, let's start a debate here. At what point or what age should somebody retire their driver's license? You know, you've always heard about incidences where the elderly, they hit the gas, run through a window or something instead of hitting the brake. Is it... A topic for the discussion. What should be the age where they got to pack that car in? Well, when she plowed through there, I have no idea. The paramedic uh, killed was Sarah Weaver, 32. Sad state. Our, our thoughts go out to her family. 32 years old. Man. And the motorcyclist who died was uh, Cedric Gregg, 37, of Florence County. Coroner Keith Von Lucken said uh, they have a crash reconstruction team out of Myrtle Beach that is helping the department investigate. Our hearts go out to everybody involved. Wow. A uh, Fabric of Sturgis Rally woven with patches everybody knows about sturges don't we there they got a picture of uh hell's angels there let's see here one of the most visible pieces of motorcycle culture is the practice of sewing patches on jackets and vests it is too man it it's really hard to find somebody that's good to sew on patches using the old school machines and stuff that just belts it through leather a lot of places around here, you got to take it to the cleaners and you got to wait two weeks or something while they're, you know, you got an old timer out there pumping. It, it gets on right away. Anyway, Haley B. or B. I don't know. You guys got to give like Hollywood some chance here with these names. Who was sewing patches uh, on Wednesday for Sturge's Rally Goers represents the Third generation of Cowder's, uh, what is it? Cowder's leather. They're out of Massachusetts. Uh, She uh, re-attends the rally every other year. It varies widely, she says, just as much as somebody would want something tattooed on them. It's very personal. A lot of times there will be Harley or Skulls on one-liners. The most often we see here in Sturgis patches, patches that tell what years they were here. Rock on. Rock on. Uh, She goes on to say, some people will come to us with a brand new vest and want us to sew a bunch of patches on it because they want to look the part. We see that every day, don't we? That's more often than someone who in natley would have that many patches on their vest from years and years of work <laughs> i have patches going back to the 80s on my stuff i don't wear the the vest much anymore i i just don't know what it is anymore i i just don't wear it much anyway, hey here's one of the stories that you're gonna get to see here in a minute it's a beautiful thing it really is but 42 traffic charges were laid during the Hells Angels gathering in Whitby. And that was last month when this happened. But they're just releasing all the uh, traffic reports and stuff. Uh, They said there were 172 vehicles processed, yes, processed through checkpoints during the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club Canada run. And it was held uh, July 22nd to the 24th. Uh, rock and roll, man. They were freaking out there in force. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> These cops are all over them. Well, let's take a look. Rural at the video, area of Brooklyn,
1: really Ontario, right. north of Whitby, sits a farm where hundreds of Hells Angels and their associates from across Canada are meeting this weekend. A massive white party tent is set up for the annual Canada Run bike ride, and as you can see, there is paraphernalia on display. I think it's going to be a cool, cool experience to see. It's just going to be a good time. As locals watch the bikers roll through this normally quiet town, Durham Regional Police, the OPP, and police partners from across the country are all here stopping each and every participant. We're going to control the intersections for traffic safety and public safety till Sunday at least. Police say bikers will have their motorcycles inspected and driver's license checked, a power police have under the Highway Traffic Act. Uh, If they do have wants or warrants, we'll respond as needed. Because what the police do is they use these checks to basically find out who's who in the zoo. Investigative journalist Julian Scherer, who has written two books on the Hells Angels, says the Canada run is really a big publicity stunt. The Russian mob doesn't organize parades uh, through small town Ontario, but the bikers do. Sheriff says this weekend is a party, but says don't be fooled. The topic of discussion definitely will not be the weather. They try to settle disputes, um, figure out the the rankings, and frankly, look the Hell's Angels—they call themselves outlaws. They're into drugs, extortion, uh, prostitution, murder, if necessary. While well, some onlookers are excited, probably the safest place in Canada. I love right the now.
0: last one. This is the safest place to be. I love it, man. When the general public gets out there and just throws a finger. In the face of the man. It's beautiful stuff, man. You gotta love them. Gotta love it when the citizens get involved. Anyway, here is the main story. Now, they're upset at the governor and the AG of how they stood behind their reactions to this not guilty verdict. For one. For one. Let me get you a little information on this guy here that was found not guilty and the judge threw out a bunch of charges. In 2012, he was charged with unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, negligent operation of a motor vehicle and speeding. 2013, he was charged with, under the influence of liquor, 2014, pleaded guilty to driving and drug charges in Ohio, given false information and driving with a suspended license. 2017, pleaded guilty to possession of drugs. 2019, was arrested in Texas for possession of drug paraphernalia. A short time later, arrested on OUI charges in Connecticut. A few months later, June 3rd, in Texas, driving a truck hauling trailer with cars on the interstate when it flipped on its side after hitting a guardrail. June 21st, 18 days after he rolled this truck in Texas, killed the seven people on them motorcycles oh boy does he have a history he has a history indeed back to the story I just wanted to give you a little background of what he did now the defense lawyers are denouncing comments they're so Butthurt in these days and ages, these people. Made by New Hampshire Chris Sonono and his attorney general after jury acquitted a truck driver in the deaths of seven motorcyclists, but they stood by their statements. That's what I'm talking about. That it goes into the two-week trial, blah, blah, blah. After the verdict, the governor said he shares in the shock, outrage, and anger that so many have expressed. I do wonder, though, who, what prosecutor, why was he appointed? He dropped the ball big time. He goes on to say the fallen seven did not receive justice, and that's an absolute tragedy. And then the Attorney General came up and said he should have been found guilty on all the charges in this case and held responsible for causing seven deaths and numerous injuries. Now, the New Hampshire Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers said his comment violated professional standards. Screw your professional standards. You're the ones who went after the victim. Or victims and that both statements criticizing the verdict could deter future jury service. So much drama. Their statement was, it was irresponsible, dangerous, disrespectful. Well, so was his actions that day. That led to seven deaths. Damaging to the integrity of the criminal legal system. You, some of you freaking little cockroaches that take defense cases of the worst of the worst. Yeah. Damaging to the integrity of the legal system. We'll leave it there for that one uh then he go on to say they're also contrary to rules designed to protect the rights of the accused and protect jurors from undue influence and harassment where were you guys where or when all these trials were happening because of all these riots just asking just asking your outrage wasn't there, I can tell you that. But yeah, that was a list of the things that he did leading up to that motorcycle accident. Sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs. Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now. I'm going to get down, baby. We're going to have some fun.
2: And RDB oh
0: yeah, we getting down today. We got a hardcore subject I want to cover and I want to get some interaction from you all in discord. We will be going back to normal come Monday. China Doll will be back in that hot seat over there on the camera. I know she misses you all. I got to hear it every day, but I got to say I'm real proud of China Dow, man. She is kicking ass at her new job. She is the boss lady this week. I walk in there because every day I got to go get her the gas prices of all the companies around. And I take my pit bull with me. You know, she's my co-pilot. And we go get the prices and then I expect payment for my pit bull doing her job. So I stop in at the gas station and she gets her cookies. That's her pay for getting the prices. But China Dow kicking ass, man. Everybody should be proud of her. I know last week she was all nervous and scared and shit like that. I knew she could handle it. So we're going to be going back to normal on Monday. Today I want to talk about some Propaganda. I think it's an important subject that we need to start addressing. Bikers, you dumb motherfuckers, get on the wagon here. We have to stop the spread of propaganda against bikers and against motorcycle clubs. Propaganda is very dangerous. I covered that story yesterday where the Star-Telegram out of Texas put a story out that could have got a lot of people killed, and that was when there was a shooting, a member of the AB of Texas was taken out, and they said the one who did it was a member of the Pagans Motorcycle Club. It wasn't the case. He was never a member of the Pagans Motorcycle Club. How that newspaper even put it in that he was, I can't figure out unless it was either law enforcement or them just grunging up a bunch of bullshit. Now you say Hollywood. Hollywood. Why was it so dangerous that the guy was a part of the Aryan Brotherhood of Texas? It's very important. A lot of people don't understand the correlation between street gangs and prison. (laughs) Unless you've been there, done that, or know the streets and shit like that. It is a very different world. I actually had some people come on the comments section yesterday in YouTube. And we're going around saying, fuck A, B this and fuck them that. Of course I had to delete them. Because you ain't supposed to do that shit in our comment section anyway. But I sat back and I said, how fucking ignorant... Are these people? A lot of people say, well, why don't you just walk up to them and say that, you know, club shit. You might get away with it from, you know, get a beat down or something. But you go up to a member of an AB, they're going to shoot your ass on spot. The AB are one of the most feared prison gangs in this country. And the reason why they're so feared is they'll kill your ass literally. To get into the AB, you gotta spill blood. And there ain't no getting out of the AB either. Even if you're out of the joint on the street, you're not getting out of there. So when this newspaper put this bullshit out about the Pagans Motorcycle Club, it was a very, very serious deal. And you're going to say, well, most of them are locked up in prison. This is true. But you also have members of the pagans in prison. And it's very easy for the Aryan Brotherhood to take these guys out. So a lot of their people would have been hit inside the joint. Because of this stupid fucking story. And I'm still worried, even though they put out a, a retraction where it was only a paragraph and you had to actually look for the retraction because I did the night before I was on the phone with a member of the Pagans trying to get this straightened out. So when they did put the retraction out from the newspaper, who the fuck's going to know about it? That's the damage and the secret that the media pulls when they have to correct the story. Instead of putting it uh, on page one, they'll bury that shit on page 30. So nobody knows about it. That way they don't look bad. But at the same time, the original story gets out there and gets out there. And gets out there. It's just like one of those things. Where okay one person tells another. And then another another. And the story changes. Something totally damn different. By the time it gets back to you. And my advice was. You got to start putting word. All over the damn street. That this guy was not a member. Of your fucking club. Now we all see when clubs go back and forth at each other. I'd have to say it's on a whole different level than when you get involved with the A B or the Black Rilla family or M A. It's a whole different ball game, man. Clubs were never meant to be gangs. So when people say, "Well, they're a motorcycle gang," no. Do you know what a gang is? Do you know what they do? How they are organized? Clubs are not on that level of organization. Even when you see it in biker news, you only have a couple bin whips that are pulling some shit. It sure the hell ain't on behalf of the club. So what they do is give the reputation to the club. And what I've always said is clubs should have at least one person dealing with the media to get their side of the story out when, say, somebody gets busted for a bunch of drugs. Club's representative needs to get out there on the newswire and say, hey, our club doesn't, approve it as shit and he's no longer with us so don't use us the summations that some of these people do and if you don't know what a summation is it's when you plead guilty to something and you gotta say it out loud in court so it's on record that you did this Well, a lot of prosecutors, they will not accept that uh, summation unless you name the organization as criminal. That's how the Department of Justice is able to put, say, Hell's Angels on as a criminal gang. Because people said it during their summation that they were a part of a criminal gang. So I was quite upset to know that a small-time newspaper put something like this out, and a lot of people could have got killed. That there is not journalism. That there is forwarding a bunch of bullshit everybody knows about Waco Twin Peaks 2015 when the Cossacks and the Banditos got into it in Waco. When that happened, a day or two later, the media was propagating this bullshit that cops were being targeted by death threats. It was a lie and it was proven that it was a lie It actually came out of CNN. Go fucking figure, right CNN? So CNN was spreading this story that bikers were going to kill cops. We already went through the whole situation of nine guys getting whacked out and the bad publicity that came with it because it was a worldwide thing. But then you had the media doing this bullshit. Just to try to keep the story going. See, when you hear things enough, and we tell people that are getting into advertising this. When you get into advertising, you tell your clients, well, you should go at least 90 days, preferably 180 days on your campaign. And that's because people have to hear it over and over and over again and enable for it to stick in their minds. Because if you only run an ad campaign for a week, nobody's going to give a fuck. Nobody's going to even remember. So that's what the media does with your trickery. They want you to hear it over and over again. That way, you go to them, and then what happens is they make their money. CNN used to be, in the 90s anyway, in the 80s, one of the best go-to news sources. Now they're just a propaganda arm for the Democratic Party. That's not news. When you have somebody masking as a news agency and spewing propaganda, that becomes a problem just like in this situation. Now, the pagans, they are some hardcore boys. But at the same time, they know that they're no match for an organization That is one of the most feared among prison gangs. And to even think that a lot of people could have got hurt because of one reporter that wanted to get clicks is bullshit. It's negligence if you ask me. That's pure negligence. Unless you had fucking law enforcement put in... The Smackdown. They might hate law enforcement. Or claim they hate law enforcement. But they sure to hell depend on them. For information on incidences going down. Oh at that time they loved the. You know the pricks. And if something happened. Because of that story. They would have took no responsibility. Whatsoever. And. What they put out. No, what they do is continue on it. That's just like everybody knows about this fucking raid on Mar-a-Lago. It's everywhere. Everybody knows what it's about. But now the narrative switched right away. See, if you watch the news cycle for a couple days straight, you'll see them try to switch it around, try to manipulate the story. Well, yesterday on CNN, and I think a couple on MSNBC, were saying the message boards were lit up with Trump supporters, with MAGA or MAGA supporters, making threats against cops and the Attorney General, and they completely went way over and to not cover that this is unprecedented. You don't raid an ex-president's fucking house over bullshit. In the day, the, the ACLU, the media would have been all over this bullshit. The problem is you have elites now that own these news corporations. And they got a political agenda. And they push their political agenda. And their propaganda out to everybody else. Let's talk about. Some of the ways. That law enforcement. Will put out some propaganda. And there's no bigger one. Than Ryan Erlacher When it comes to. To the motorcycle club community. Now, he did an episode, and I think it was 141 on his podcast, and it was titled Motorcycle Profile in the US is not, all caps, not a serious issue. Stop the propaganda, he says. If you guys don't know, Ryan Erlacher is a cop. Out of Yakima, Washington, and he has told you. There's people that complain about taking advantage of the lifestyle. This motherfucker's one of them. He all he does now is sell, sell, sell these products. But anyway, he goes on to say in this. Please understand that I'm totally against any and all motorcycle profiling by any law enforcement officer and it is improper. There the very few possible cases involving such should be looked into for sure. But not. let's not claim it's a big issue when it's not. Bikers, motorcyclists are stopped day after day all over the U.S. and all goes well. So Focus on that fact. You'd see it on your nightly news for certain if it were some large ongoing issue. What he does not tell you is there's been resolutions in the House and the Senate condemning motorcycle profiling, condemning profiling over what somebody wears. He don't say that. He also don't state there's four states out there that have passed laws against it. So you're getting the cops angle from this, but this is the stuff that they put out. He's calling it a feel-good law. A feel-go law. Good law. Hmm. Now I know... I've been hit a lot. Hell, every time I go out, you have to worry about the fucking cops because I talk shit about them all the time. At the same time, Texas, everybody's heard the stories of them pulling over people, labeling them a gang. Now all of a sudden, they got the gang enhancement laws and they got the gang uh, list out there. So how is that possible that this is a feel-good law. How is it? Then he goes on to say, be careful of the propaganda you see online making motorcycle profiling seem like this is some out-of-control issue. Well, of course not for you. You're a fucking cop. But for us day-to-day bikers who actually live this, it is not out in the ordinary for a cop to pull behind you and hit the cherries for no reason other than they think you look like a scumbag. Hardcore scumbag shits the way they look at you. And what's even worse is when you talk to people that support this bullshit with law enforcement. Well, it's never happened to me. Oh, it fucking will. Trust me, you ride long enough, it's gonna happen. And that's why I always said, what the fuck is going on here? Why is bikers crossing the line to support cops? And again, like I said earlier... I don't want cops hurt. I don't want cops killed. They're doing a job just like it was our job not to get fucking busted. There was that understanding. But that understanding is no longer here. Now, he says less than 1% of law enforcement officers in the United States are corrupt or dirty in some way well with the numbers of law enforcement in this country one percent is tens of thousands but he don't put that in there why wouldn't you put that with the, you say you know one percent is uh good to the years but you don't say one percent of what Then he continues to say, because he went after the motorcycle profiling survey. And if you don't know what that is, if you were profiled, you would go over to their website, MPP, and fill out this survey. And then they would take it at the end of the year and find out what happened. He went after them. Why would you want to go after them? Because you know they're getting out the truth. You know that these are the guys going in front of all these lawmakers to get it to where you can't profile. And you can't say you're not biased. Because the minute you go into the police academy, there are courses... That are taught about clubs and bikers. They're taught that from the beginning. So, how the hell are you saying that it doesn't happen? And he says, why would Outlaw Motorcycle Clubs push, uh, push such legislation and propaganda? He goes on to say, easy to try and further shield themselves from law enforcement scrutiny. Really? Is that just like the propaganda? Because I know a lot of people don't pay attention to this kind of shit. The bill that they just passed out of Congress, it's going to the House now, then going to dumbass's fucking desk. In that legislation, they get the funding for 87,000 IRS agents. Which, by the way, a Help Wanted ad to be an IRS agent just popped up on the internet and everybody's crying about it where they can be uh, uh, armed and shit. But 87,000, and they're coming out and telling us that the middle class and the lower class ain't going to be targeted by these people. Well, then if this is the case, why do you need 87,000 agents to go after the rich? There ain't that many. And there was a study where almost 50% of people making uh, under 25000 a year were the ones being audited. But you're believing the propaganda that this is a awesome bill. Well, yeah, until you start reading that shit and seeing that these fucking IRS agents are going to be coming at your ass. Because the new thing is they're doing audits by letter. You might not even see an IRS agent because they do it through letter now. And for those that don't know how to find an audit, they just give in and pay. Just think, you have 50,000 people, 50,000 people, that get one of these letters. Each one of them are told they owe $50. Now, a lot of low-income people aren't going to know, hey, get an attorney or whatever and fight this. Well, here's my numbers, here's your numbers, I don't agree. Them just sending out a letter to 50,000 people Saying they owe 50 bucks, they're raising 2.5 million dollars. 2.5 million. See how their propaganda has already beat it out to where they think Americans don't have to worry because they say we're not gonna target them. Propaganda does a lot of damage. Hell, if you go back to the late 1930s, 40s, Goebbels, he was a master at propaganda. He got so many people hoodwinked, it got millions and millions of people killed because of what propaganda did. Just like this news story out of Texas could have got people killed. Propaganda works because people ain't smart enough to seek the truth. And if you do seek the truth, the propaganda on the other side says you're a conspiracy theorist. Just like they're pushing this propaganda now because of the raid in Mar-a-Lago, that all his supporters and all those on the right are dangerous now. It's a danger to our society. And a little known thing happened last week that should have you fucking terrified is you had a group of so-called historians go to the White House and told Biden that we're in a period of history where democracy is teetering on the edge. It's always funny how these elites think. Because let's face it, elites run this world Why? Because of the money. So they are able to push an agenda and they need propaganda to keep it moving forward. And they target people that have no education whatsoever, no idea of what they're trying to do, what they're trying to say, I'd have to argue that's why they hate clubs. Hell, that's why they hate bikers. Because the bikers I know and some of the club members I know, you can't push bullshit down their throat. They will question you. They will question your motives. That is why... The government hates them. It's because they can't control them. And the media jumps on this bandwagon. Oh, bikers are so bad. Now we got Sturges going on. And in 2020, we had it to where the news media was going after bikers because of Sturges. And that was during the COVID bullshit. They bastardized bikers, made it their fault, and called it a super spreader when that wasn't the case at all. But Dad had a scared population believing bikers and motorcyclists were dangerous people. It was a narrative that was being pushed. Not only on bikers, but the governor who let it happen, which she is hot as fuck, Christy Nome. Dude, i do her all day long. But they didn't like what they heard or like what they seen. So what you had was more and more stories coming out about how bad bikers were. Well, they didn't count on the American people. Most people knowing one or two bikers in their lives, knowing that bikers ain't out there to hurt anyone. But because biker stuff sells, they jumped on the bandwagon with that one. We're going to keep on talking about this uh, subject. Let me know what you guys think in Discord. I'll get to some of your comments when we get back.
2: I'm going to sharpen my teeth. On every stone you throw. See its eyes when it starts to rise like a war machine
0: let's go to some interaction with you guys in Discord we'll start out with Geo, then go to my bleeding heart liberal J-man's comment Gio that's true when I was talking about the $50 scenario but why pay $500 for an attorney for a $50 fine you just hit it on the head that's why they do it because why would you go for, you know, pay 500 bucks to fight a $50 fine? So people pay it. And that's because they don't want to be bothered with having to go through all the numbers again, refiling a corrected, say, 1040 to fight them. It's not worth it, and the IRS knows this. Just and my bleeding heart liberal J Man. Just because you get one doesn't mean you have you owe anything, that's what the thing is for. No. It's it's basically an audit. And I know because I had a fight one last year. They said I owed this many thousands in taxes. When I know I didn't, because they sent out a calculation. I went through my stuff and the calculations were wrong. They didn't have a lot of deductions on there that was filed on a Schedule C. If I wasn't in tuned with what I was doing, they would have got away with getting tens of thousands of dollars because they rely on you not to be educated about this type of stuff. So, I had my calculations, my lawyer that I got, we went through it, sent it back, and I should have went after them for fucking making me spend money on an attorney and going through all this problems. So the letters that they do send out, that's their way of not having to deal with having IRS agents at your door now. It's terrible stuff, especially for those when it's a known fact that 50% of the people that are targeted now are those that make under $25,000 because they don't got the money to fight. And let's be honest, the education to fight it. Morbic with the titties. <laughs> Ah, titty midgets, man, titty midgets. You know what that one reminds me of is that one midget on Boston Legal. Yeah, she's something, oh, yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Then, my bleeding heart liberal says, what about Fox News? Because I was talking about CNN. This is for every news agency. Fox News puts out the right propaganda And then you got the left coming from MSNBC, CBS, ABC. All those are owned by multi-billionaires. The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. You gotta ask yourself, why the hell would a guy like that, who owns Amazon, who's a trillionaire or some shit like that, want to own... A newspaper. Newspapers ain't freaking profitable anymore. You do go and find your stories all over the internet you want. Actually, that's why they hate independent journalists. Because more people go to independent journalists than they do the mainstream media now. It's not profitable, so why own it? Because they're able to push their views... On the general population. That's why they're all freaking out about this Twitter deal. When it first popped up. They were outraged. Why? Because they couldn't censor. Another's opinion. They couldn't censor somebody. Because they wanted to push an agenda. That's why these rich and powerful. Do what they do. Is you did them right way. Did you need a lawyer? I got a. You know what? I'm pretty bad at uh, English, but that right there was even worse. Yeah, I had a I have been a lawyer for the company. So anytime something goes on with the government, I'm with the lawyer. We went over my calculations and they were wrong as fuck. And it's because most of them letters are sent out by a damn computer program. But you have to ask yourself why the hell do they need 87,000 more agents. That's just like the bullshit where if you got over $600 in your account, the bank has to report it. What happened to 9999 And if you were on the... Say you're an old man or woman who wants to make a couple extra bucks. It used to be up to $20,000 before PayPal or any of these cat or credit card firms had to report it. Now it's 600 fucking dollars. Don't you see something wrong with that? You have these people pushing these kind of laws because that's government control. Oh, we we need those agents to raise money. We'll stop fucking spending it. Stop sending it to fucking Ukraine. The millions and millions of dollars that we have no fucking business over there. Stop sending all this aid to these other countries instead of worrying about our own fucking people. Then you wouldn't have to have a need to keep raising this money. It's like a pig. You guys think it's a piggy bank, the American people's money. And it ain't your piggy bank. The problem is, as citizens, they don't get involved in this process. And then they wonder why they have an IRS agent on their ass. Bedlam is exactly right. They need those agents to start their socialist agenda. How, can you tell me something here? And they always cry that bikers are bullshitters. You have a trial of two people that were accused of trying to kidnap that governor up in Michigan. Two were already let go. This is a retrial. Why? Because the FBI is the one that set the bullshit up. They entrapped these guys. These guys were... Go lucky, freaking, I'm going to smoke some dope shit. They weren't international fucking terrorists. So that FBI agent that runs the uh, bureau there was reassigned to Washington, D.C., and this is the same fuck that got everything going with Mar-a-Lago. Now, the agents themselves, the -the run-of-the-mill ones, they might be cool, but it's these upper echelon management ones that truly believe in this social agenda of these bleeding heart liberals. It is truly them that are causing a lot of these problems. If you ask me, the FBI needs to be broken up. Just like some of these major corporations out there should be broke up for all the monopolies. The FBI over the last five or six years has done nothing but cause turmoil in this country. They're worse than the fucking CIA now. Or the NSA. That was some Gestapo bullshit down in Florida. But that happens all the time to bikers now to clubs now look at in Canada what they just did during that national run they pulled over every single member to profile them to get them out a gang cast list and to see if they can find anything out about them every single one Tell me that ain't bullshit. Yeah, it might be Canada. But this is the same shit being pushed here in the United States. And we're fucking allowing it. That's the problem. That's the issue. We're allowing it. Then they're talking about gas prices coming down. What the fuck? There's still more than what we were paying. I thought Russia was the blame. Oh, well, I guess Russia ain't, motherfuckers. But they want you to think that they're actually doing something for you after doing it on purpose, getting the prices raised, because it's the midterms. That's where people need to wake up, and that's why the fuck they don't like bikers, because we're not going to fall for the bullshit. Bedlam, 87,000 agents to start going after all the lower and middle class to start collecting and making it even harder for us and to start controlling everyone through their money. They have already started fucking with transportation food shortages and going after guns and ammo. If you haven't stocked up, good luck surviving. Bedlam's on top of this shit. Dark Soul 2. With the ATF. ATF. We all know how fucked up they are. You know. During that. There's the Mongols trial going on right now. Where. Little Dave's accused of having an inappropriate relationship with the ATF. Which the fucker did. Come on. As soon as he got off the stand. And I haven't reported this yet. He was in the hallways with BATF agents making all kinds of stupid comments to the Mongols' attorney. Why the fuck would you be sitting there with a group of ATF agents, you dumb motherfucker? And then his excuse for sitting and having a beer with a cop was, well, I'm not in a club anymore. I can do what I want. These motherfuckers were out there trying to bust your ass, bust your club, and you're having a fucking beer with them? That's the problem. Bikers never see the line anymore. Just because you ain't a part of a club doesn't mean you still cross that fucking line. Because you were, what, the uh, international president for, what, 13-something fucking years or whatever it was? And here's a guy trying to bust you, but you're trying to tell us, well, you didn't have an, an inappropriate relationship meeting them at Starbucks by yourself or mean them at other places? Come on, who you fooling? Anybody from the street knows that's bullshit. I don't know if he thinks we're whacked out or whatever the fuck it is. But Dark Soul is right. ATF are some slimy motherfuckers, man. Look at what happened to Waco. In the 1990s, we had that interview in our audio library or our YouTube library where I interviewed a guy who got out right before the flames hit. That was the ATF that did that. Fast and Furious, same thing. I think it's time to wake up. Everybody has to wake up before it's too late. Bikers, stop. Motorcyclists, stop. Law enforcement isn't your fucking friends. I don't care if you're not doing anything wrong. They're not your friends. If you want to be a biker, be a biker. If you want to be a cop, be a cop. J.R. Reid said that from the Sons of Silence. And it's so true. If you want to live a particular lifestyle, there's a set of freaking traditions that you got to follow. Or you're not really living it like you say you're living it. I think the moral of the story with the propaganda bullshit is it's everywhere in this country, everywhere in the world because of the internet and hopefully everybody can spread the word just a little bit if it's one person at a time what's really going on? What's true? What's not true? How to recognize propaganda? Because it's really destroying this country. Hell, it's destroying us as a lifestyle. Having a cop go around and act like he's all that in the biker community while kicking those that live this life right in the nuts. Screwed up shit. Anyways, what a conversation today. Beautiful stuff, man. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thanks for participating. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku, As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.